0: Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. The podcast that isn't having a midlife crisis either. This week on Heart and Hand, yeah, let's go to Delmonica's and see Brendan. <laughs> Okay, folks, it's week two of and um, the company who do fantasy football, but in a good way, where instead of it being all season and you lose interest, uh, you just do it week to week. This week, the contest is for uh, a 10K fan favourite, um, 536 prizes to be won with a grand to the first place. That's not too bad. So you simply go to the website, um, you go to fanduel.co.uk and use the promo code RANGERS, and you will receive uh, free money, well, free money back, uh, if you don't win. So, I mean, that's not too bad, is it? So, you go in, you pick a team, you get £100 million, you know the drill in terms of fantasy football, and uh, you can win some cash. So, go to fanduel.co.uk, use the promo code RANGERS, and uh, you know prove you know more about football than the likes of me and Scott, which shouldn't be too difficult. So, welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar, I'm your host, and I'm joined this week by Mr Cameron James Bell. David, my
1: bum-feeling friend, how are you?
0: I am fine, and unlike you, Cameron, I'm secure enough in my sexuality not to be homophobic. Mm. How was the cricket? It was wonderful. And, and did you some... understand it? Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, some, some of us have risen above the scheme, my dear fellow. Um, mm. I, although, for someone who was used to shall we say Scottish football conditions then to be able to walk around the place and see people drinking and you could go for a smoke and you could the food was fantastic although uh, you could get you know all sorts of things fish and chips for example though it was 13 quid for fish and yeah
1: chips. I imagine it was it was uh, not cheap
0: but it was it, it was just a fantastic couple of days I mean apart from the fact that England were absolutely rotten that that didn't that, uh, that didn't help but Just great, and the weather was great, and it was wonderful. But there was, leading us into our first point of discussion, which is the match against Dundee, I watched the game on my iPad, which I'd taken in, uh, on 4G, which, it being that, London, was great. And I managed to, yeah, I kept it together during the goals, but you know how it got a bit tense towards the end? That when we did finally secure the three points, I jumped up my seat and shouted, Get fucking in! And... I got a few funny looks from the Pims drinkers near me.
1: I was going to say, I, I would imagine you, your language you would have been choice if it was anything like mine during the game.
0: Yeah. Um, what did you think of the performance? Uh,
1: some good, some bad. Uh, I thought I think... for
0: 40 minutes we were absolutely brilliant, and then as soon as the Dundee goal went in, we went.
1: Yeah, it was... Um... The defence after the goal went and looked like it had just received a wobbly degree from uh, and a masters of wobbling from Wobbling University. Why,
0: Cammy? I, mean, I mean, why does? How can you go from playing the way we were playing one setback, admittedly, and I'm sure that does give the other side uh, a boost, you know, a, a bit of a confidence fillip, if you like. But how does it just suddenly dissipate that? Things that were happening so regularly and so easy in the first half all of a sudden just died on their arse.
1: It sounds it sounds like a horrible cliche, but the the thing is though that where you can see it really struggling is we're not good enough to smash teams at this level to give ourselves a three or a four goal lead. And the problem you have is that we're, when we're two 0 up and we concede, we're so close to dropping two points that it becomes. A bit kind of back to the wall kind of time Whereas because, and I said We're not finishing enough chances Early doors What then happens is we're giving ourselves A significant period of the game Potentially even an entire third or a half Within which we almost feel like We've got to defend for our lives Um, And if you can see it And I can see it About how weak we are defensively I'm certain the players can feel it as well
0: well, as we're recording this on Thursday night, there are reports that uh, Julian Lescott is coming to Glasgow for a medical with a view to signing uh, tomorrow. And listen, Julian Lescott won't improve the team photo, but he will improve the team.
1: Well, he won't, but the thing is, I was going to say that it's not just reports, though, uh, Davy. it's uh, photographs of Lescott in Warburton talking. And I can only imagine, I'm assuming you've seen the photograph that I'm talking about,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So obviously taken by a guy who must take quite creepy shots of birds on like trains and yeah, buses. Yeah, yeah.
0: This this is He's an upskirt fish- kind of yeah. angle This yeah. is an upskirt so, aficionado. Absolutely. It was yeah. at that angle, that casually, oh, I'll just take a picture. And uh, yeah, God bless the loyal perverts of this nation who are also football fans. I mean, yeah. otherwise we wouldn't be doing a pod, quite frankly.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Obviously Lescott, yeah. Um we're not signing him for uh, you know the Harry Forrester uh Nico type of uh, beauty that well, he brings to the team. There but was he, a rumour uh, that He'll be sign- solid enough.
0: There was a rumour, Cammy, that this signing was actually mandated by UEFA because our team was two hands. It was too good looking. I can understand that. I can understand that. Yeah. I w- I will say that the Lescott Griffiths um duel when the two teams come to play together could could well set new records. I think he's been brought in the see
1: the other guys who are kind of average kind of looking in the team, so like maybe like Andy Halliday. So Andy Halliday is as staunch as he come, but he's not uh you know, he's not hugely picturesque. But if he gets big Lescott out with him, then he's gonna pull the stunner and Lescott will get the fatty.
0: What's your your feelings on Lescott because my view on it is is that he was a cracking player who is past his best. However, uh, the level he's at should still be more than good enough for what we need. The concern is, and let's not be coy about this. Last season at uh, last season at Villa, he was honking and his attitude was worse. Now it hasn't been that way at all through his career, Everton, Man City, Wolves before that and then um, even at West Brom he, was, he he had an excellent season, was it a case of just a guy who was at a club that was in moribund last season, they really were Villa or you know, is it something we should be concerned about with the long term?
1: I think I think Les so I think what you get to remember about Les Scott is as well is that even in that even in that season with Villa that you're talking about, he was still pretty much a mainstay in that team. I think he played something like between thirty and thirty six league games uh, or appearances throughout that season. So he certainly was there and he he you know he was he was quite prolific. Um and he's, he's obviously taken a wage cut once Villa get relegated, which is probably what's starting to price them more in our market. Um, I think he brings with him a lot of experience, but it, it, to me it, it kind of rings similar to the, the Barton deal, where it's kind of we can either afford players who are young uh, and and about to kind of start to apply their trade, or we can look at seasoned veterans, if you will, who are probably going to cost us more but maybe one one last throw at the dice and then actually go for it. Because um, if he's not appreciated at Villa, our USP, if you will, is our fan base, the adulation that you can get, being part of something, all of that kind of thing. And as soon as a, as soon as a player who might be semi-close to retiring, or maybe, as you said before, in a, in a bad place from a team that's been stuck in second gear, not going anywhere, all of a sudden you're kind of coming back to winning games. It's competitive. It's a completely different... Uh, atmosphere and a new lease of life uh, You might get something out of him But I think when you're talking about Him and Hill um, And I think a combined age of something Like 75 or something like that We're not, we're not here for Players who are going to be um, Sprinting up and down the park as well They're going to be there to marshal things
0: Yeah, I, I just think that if he Is even at the level He was two years ago then he's going to be excellent. Julian Lescott was always a very good defender. Now, in terms of the modern game, you know, passing from the back that was never his strength, but he was good in the air. He was, he is a good tackler, and you would assume with the quality that the guy has that he would absolutely be able to boost us in an area that we do desperately. As you saw with the goal again. Uh, On on Saturday Where a simple ball into the box We are not picking up our men I think Joey Barton has held his hands up And and said that that he lost his man I just think that A a guy with his class and pedigree Would be a huge huge benefit to us The other signing, mentioned again In terms of dealing with the issues that, That we've all expounded on as fans Has been the striker And we're linked for you know, in Rangers pounds a massive amount of money at the moment were linked with Joe Gardner from Preston
1: So it's interesting because I was reading on um, <clears throat> one of the forums um, that it's quite interesting to see the fact that we're actually seeing players or we're getting linked with players who have had a good season before this one so um, Gardner was I think in the League 1 team of the uh, team of the year Uh, Lescott I think was in the West Brom one Uh, but the season between then and now uh, hasn't been great hasn't been good Uh, you know there's probably been relationship breakdowns from there and now we are now coming into and potentially looking at all from what I understand uh, Gardner is close to signing it's it's pretty much a done deal I think he's went through his medical now we're talking about uh, contractual, um, to and throwing, and then after that, that'll be there. I think the thing is, though, if the guys, the guys fit, and you've probably seen, you know, the YouTube highlights and stuff of the, some of the goals that he scored, um, then he could probably contribute up here. Uh, however, I'd be curious to know how much he's costing us.
0: I think that the the rumours are 1.5 million 750 grand now, 750 grand in a year, which you know in modern football is is peanuts, but in Scotland and especially to us is an awful lot of money. However, what I will say is, being a sad football anorak, as you know, I watch pretty much everything, and I I've saw a fair bit of him in League One, and I always thought he looked like a player, and um, to be honest. Because of that, I never really thought of him as being on our radar because I knew he would cost money, and also he, he's you know Preston North End through and through. Um, but he apparently has been the one who's been forcing the move on him because he you know I can't blame the guy as much as can love Preston to to be playing for a fifty thousand European football chance to win things. It's it's a massive opportunity for him. I, I I do think he would be ideal based on because he's you know he's not the most skillful player in the world, but he is really hard working great energy he can finish he plays in the eighteen yard box he's i think exactly what we need because he's different to what we have, and that for me is key there's no point. Bringing in a Waghorn mark too Or you know another Barry McKay It would be great if you could get another Barry McKay But you know what I mean You need somebody that's going to offer something a little different And I really do think he would
1: So he would But what's really interesting for me Is um, I, I think in actual fact This is probably where we're starting to see A ripple effect from the Barton signing Where it's almost talent Attracting talent And I think that Seeing Barton up here And potential potentially Scott coming up Um, I think in actual fact shows that this is a team that's been built to win things, that it's a team that's been built to compete. And I think that when you consider the, the, the journey that Rangers have been on, a lot of people could have turned around and said, well, what we'll do is we'll go into the top flight to try and establish a base, to establish a foundation, and then in a couple of years, you know, we'll spend some time and money building on that now. And In actual fact, we've set our sights pretty high in terms of the signings. And I think that, um, you know, you said earlier on about obviously Barton being at fault for the goal and all that kind of stuff. And he's talking more nonsense in social media and stuff. But in actual fact, I think Barton is a big draw for players to come up and play alongside him as well.
0: I agree. But I just want to go into that. Now, you're saying about Barton, for me... Uh, are you referring to the thing he said about Brendan Rodgers this week?
1: Yeah, but he's tanning his teeth. Don't get wrong; it's really funny. But I
0: mean, well, listen, I'm. I'm. Here's my thoughts on it. It's okay to take the piss out of Rangers. Okay, I, I honestly don't have a problem with it. Uh, especially the last few years have been plenty of opportunity. Um, that's perfectly acceptable, and it's okay then to take the piss out of Celtic because they've given it out and they can take it. Where I have a problem is, it appears that they want to be able to take the piss out of us, but not of any back. So, for a club who plays Zombie Nation after they score a goal now, to then go in the hump about tongue-in-cheek comments made about them, I think, is hypocrisy. And you can't have it both ways, and I think a lot of the time in Scottish football, that is the problem with Celtic. They are the dictionary definition of someone who can give it out but can't take it. And they want to be able to sing their songs, but we're not allowed to sing any of ours. They want to be able to act any way they like, but they don't want anybody else to act in a way that benefits their own club in the way that Celtic always look after their own interests. Which, by the way, is something I admire, but they go in the huff when anyone else does it. And to me, this is another case of it. Here is a club who, you know, refer to us as them or that club across the city. They play Zombie Nation after they they score how sad is that, by the way? It just shows you we're always on their mind. Who bring in a new manager based on losing to us, who whose every thought is consumed about Rangers, and they then bristle when we take the piss out of them. I'm not having that. It's you can either say, Look, we won't we won't make remarks about anyone and that means you can't take the piss out of us. And that, that would be a fair point of view. Or they can say Bit of banter, you can give us some back And that would be a fair point of view What they want is not
1: Well of course it's not And and I mean you, you just have to go back To uh, the opening game of the season With Celtic versus Hearts And you know the boy took a dive And you know Celtic have never cheated Therefore you know it is blatant cheating And this is all coming for Scott Brown and stuff um, And this is from a club That I think about two seasons beforehand Had a blatant dive and a penalty given For a one at Tyne castle. And the, the bottom line here has always been around they feel they're of a higher standard, people should come up to them. And if you're willing to have a pop at them, it's like you're trying to knock people off their pedestal. Whereas in actual fact, um what that mentality does, and I agree with you to an extent in terms of their their kind of single-mindedness in terms of how they try and protect themselves in this. Um,
0: yeah I think that's you, an know, it, it, it's, it, you know it's versus it. the
1: world and all that kind of stuff as well um, but you know you, you're not allowed to, to you know to have a pop at them because if you do you're wrong or you're bigoted or you're um you know you've got a hidden agenda or whatever yeah. and, I, and I think what's been really interesting and I, I think a lot of this came out you know during the referees strike a few years ago was that people actually came out and said you know what it's actually quite good to not like Celtic. Like, you don't have to like... If you're a neutral, you don't have to kind of side with one side of the whole firm. But actually, what you saw happen then was people then realising almost how paranoid they are. And when a Rangers fan said it, it was, well, you're a Rangers fan, so you would say that because of your rivalry and all that kind of stuff. But when all of that started to come out and people actually saw it, they then actually realised, no, these people are quite mentally unhinged. And I think that's where, I mean... Celtic are kind of known for their PR gaffes when they come out with these kind of things as well. But that, for me, is what really rung true was the fact that they genuinely believed that there was conspiracy theories against them and all of that kind of stuff as well and how this is ridiculous. Um, and, and I mean, you've seen it even more recently, like last night. So, as you see, we're recording this on a Thursday, so last night was their Champions League tie. Um and all of the kind of Palestinian flags and all, all of this. And you're just like, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the other thing, and this is the thing that you failed to mention. Celtic have to comment. Celtic have to talk about something which has nothing to do with them. Um, and I think that when you see Lennon still now talking about old fun games as a Hibs manager in a totally different division being interviewed and he's talking about old firm games mm. he is he is the absolute master of having to draw Rangers into things where in actual fact it's nothing to do with us um, and to kind of come back to your point as well the only thing that Celtic and Rangers fans have in common in my opinion is that we both love talking about Rangers mm,
0: I absolutely agree and I think that there's another example of that this week with Mark McGee Coming out and saying that Rangers are easier to defeat than Celtic, based on absolutely nothing. You know, basically we played them when we were half fat and, and beat them earlier this season. So I mean, me cut me eyebrows since Saturday, and I'll beat be my words, and in which case that's fine. But I must have. Has, has Mark McGee ever tried
1: to actually beat Celtic with any club that he's ever managed at Parkhead
0: Then not because I think
1: why. I think his overall aggregate score. Of teams that he's managed Versus Celtic Is something like
0: 42-0 Yeah I mean he's I think it's worse than that uh, The thing is though I don't want us To get into that state of panic Mark McGee is allowed To spout that shite That's that's okay Let's not get upset about it And the way some of our fans Are how dare he say that He's perfectly entitled To say that It just means we're allowed To give some back And hopefully we'll do it On the park on Saturday And hopefully we'll, we'll Give them a, a fairly heavy defeat And say well You know you were talking pish But I don't understand this thing in Scottish football where if people take the piss out of you, your, your club, that you get automatically upset. And I think that that's part of the problem in Scottish football. There's so much hatred that any sort of harmless banter is immediately put into the column of, well, it must be religiously motivated or it must be motivated by, you know, hate. Um, you saw this week and this the Sun. Now, I'm certainly not... In favour of anyone vandalising uh, anything, you know, in, in society. But there was written outside in De United, I think it was Ha Ha Thompson, and the sun went vile abuse. It's not vile abuse. It's idiotic, but it's not vile. And there's this tendency to ascribe everything into the column marked evil, when a lot of the time it's just stupid. And it, even with with some of the backwards and forwards in, in Scottish football, it's ridiculous. It's silly. But it's not aggressive and it's not nasty. However, it's portrayed in that way, and that builds to the overall atmosphere that surrounds Scottish football of everyone at Def Con Four ready to explode at any minute, and it's not helpful.
1: But you've also got to remember, though, David, uh, and <laughs> and the dying print media because journalists are now so so uh, inept at being able to try and break news stories now because almost everything you read from major news outlets, is virtually second-hand. What they need to try and do now is to try and um, give it that... It's almost like giving it that bit of sensation and gene up there and all that as well. And I think that that's probably where, even when you consider Barton and some of the comments he makes on social media, Joey Barton probably probably didn't expect that when he signed for Rangers and made a comment on Twitter that it would probably be front-page... Headline news. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Probably didn't. Probably didn't expect it. Probably tried to dip his toe in the water. Maybe be a wee bit of a cheeky chappy, as we know he is. But then ultimately, what would then happen is um, he would say something. Someone would bite back, or something would happen. All of a sudden, it's you know old firm rage, something along those lines, and then it's questions and press conferences for the next week, and it's it's ridiculous. It's
0: tiresome. It's boring.
1: But I think the thing is though that when you look at this. Now in terms of This is also where as fans We've got a degree of culpability In this is that Scotch football is, is not an attractive product And I think I think that you know obviously Without a mission from the top flight it, It's just completely turned into, From a two horse race into a one horse race So therefore it's just not at all attractive um, But Where you need to draw the line is where you see, as you say, petty vandalism and stupidness versus putting that into the same bracket as what happened after the Scottish Cup final. Mm. And that's where the key differences for me have to be made. So we've seen the things, the graffiti things about the Ibrox disaster and all that kind of stuff. So that is stupid and it is vandalism. And, you know, it's obviously, you know, just well below the belt. But the thing is, though, that we're, you're then talking about that, and you're then talking about fan behaviour. It's two different things. Yeah, and um, depending on obviously what happens in the tenth of September for our, you know, first league game against them, in you know, over four years, what then happens is, well, what we need to look at is the fact that we're not in a, um, you know, we're not in a par with them, because as I say, they will take this. You know, to the highest degree possible, to try and wind up our players and our fans because it's what they love doing, and they love to hate us more than they love to love themselves.
0: Yeah, some of them. Again, I mean, we're we're guilty of generalising there as well by saying that a lot, a lot of the noise creators, I I think, are guilty of that. Especially, you know, you, you look online and. I, I think that sometimes social media can be unhelpful in that regard There are plenty of Celtic fans who do Believe it or not And I'm sure a lot of people right now are raising eyebrows But it's true Who do just go to the games and watch their team But there are noisy ones who as you say Hate us more than they love their own team I mean we've we've all seen the examples of guys tweeting about Rangers During Celtic matches um, Which I just find utterly peculiar And I mean I, I, I've had people ask me Did you see the Celtic half game? No Well why would I? I have no interest in that. It's not something I can I can control. And equally, Rangers fans getting worried about it's over there in the Champions League. You know, yeah, they are. There's nothing we can do about that. There, there was no opportunity for us to halt it. What we need to do is concentrate on ourselves. We win our matches, and everything will be all right. That that's all we need to focus on is making sure that our team are as good as they can be. And I've said before on here, we might not win the league. That's okay so long as the team is progressing, so long as we're seeing movement towards where we want to be. Um, you know, Celtic have a head start on us, they've got a good manager. I, you know, I agree about his personal taste and, and tanning is, is entirely down to him. Speaking as a, a pale blue, Scottish red headed man, I mean let's be honest, a tan to me is about as attainable as a trip to Mars. So I mean, In fairness, David, you're probably not his type. I'm in no position to I'm everybody's type. <laughs> not not our uh, Brendan's Well, possibly. But um I think you will find I, I've always for some reason um the kind of uh, tall blonde Catholic girls have always had a massive attraction to me. I don't know what it is.
1: It's a, it's, a cheeky, Rodgers, it's, it's like a, it's like the boyish thing, like the cheeky chappy thing. Yeah, I am I am I am great. I mean until you obviously like kinda of shaved your head and went all kinda of Yeah, Uh, you know that looks not good. But the thing is, though, when you had like the kind of spiky hair and all that kind of stuff as well, that was kind of oh, David's so nice, and Uh, you know, and then the true, the true Edgar. Personality Come out of that, Like that, you know, just that is what Grease happens. and evil And yeah. vile scumery yeah. That
0: is what happens At the start of relationships People People kind of You know They really like me Because I'm totally false And I just sort of I've got this ability To you know Read into people What kind of thing they like And be that for a wee while And then once I've got What I want from them I fuck off Yeah Yeah As yeah. As you know Hence why, uh, as I do, yeah. Hence why you're never allowed in my house anymore.
1: Well, that's why I'm out in the car outside.
0: Yeah, ex- exactly. See, um, because I'm done with you. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> Saturday. How are we going to get on against Motherwell, Cameron?
1: So it's interesting because one of the things that we've been talking about as well, especially in the first kind of couple of games, around you know how the, the goals that we've conceded, and as we kind of mentioned earlier on, the kind of uh, the squeaky bum time that we've been having. Um, for me, for me, it's really interesting to be able to try and see how we adapt to that, because it, the two goals that we've conceded of note for me hasn't been the fault of the defence. However, when we've had to defend, the defenders have looked awful. Yes, and. That's where probably the key difference is for me. So I don't think that we should remove our offensive options in terms of Wallace and Tav bombing forward and doing what they're doing and all that kind of stuff. Because in actual fact, it creates a hell of a lot of opportunities. It was Wallace who created you know, Miller's goal for the winner. Um, you know, it didn't. However, I think there's also a point where you need to be able to try and adapt your your style of play during the game. So well or not, that means that you maybe sit and you actually defend the solid units for you know ten, twelve, fifteen minutes at a time, and then you start to progress forward, etc. I, I don't know because the thing is, if we keep going in this way, unless we're three goals up by half time, it's always going to feel like we're we've got the potential to you know to drop points, um, and call it what you will. I think Mother a decent test. I don't think, you know, we've not come up against any heavy hitters yet. Uh, so, obviously, I mean, our first one is going to be against Celtic anyway um, for a true test. And then, as I say, we get that done and out of the way and then we take the learnings from it. So, if Lescott and Garner sign, then my expectation would be that they feature at some point on Saturday,
0: yeah, I, I'm going to go three one us. Right? So that's that's the to, to get your coupon on. I think that we will win, um, but I agree with you. I think there'll be moments in it that were a bit low, um, and you always have to say that we run the risk of conceding. Okay, then just before I let you go, a couple of things I want to mention. Firstly, uh, ask people to go and check out on Twitter the classic shop. It's at the classic shop. They have recently brought out a Rangers 1983-84 classic retro away kit, the white one with stripes, and it's absolutely fantastic. So that 's Twitter at the classic shop. can highly vouch for these lads i 've had strips from them before got this one it 's a beauty uh so go ahead and get that it 's the, the the good strips and certainly While we can 't buy from from the club at the moment, although hopefully that'll be changing soon and secondly, we don 't normally do sport integrity when scott 's not here, but this week we're going to have to mention one Cammie Did you see the Dynamo Bucharest thing this week? Um, remind me. Well, Stoya Bucharest were playing. Um, we're playing Manchester City this week. Ah, uh, yes, 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 um, yes. But it was sabotaged uh, by uh, by Dynamo Bucharest fans. What happened was that Stoya were going to do a display as we do, and you know, are, are known for. Um, however, undercover Dynamo fans um, placed coloured vests on the chairs in a section of the stands at the National Arena. And the unsuspecting Stoia fans put them on. So instead of displaying a message that celebrated Stoia's 1986 European Cup win, uh, their colours actually said, uh, only Dynamo Bucharest in the Dynamo colours. (laughs) <laughs> now Gigi is as you know we, we love uh, Gigi Bicali the patron saint of, of and uh, wouldn't I think love him if he was in charge of us but because he's in charge of someone else uh, he has gone nuts about this as you can imagine uh, I, I do wonder if uh, people will be found in the river because of this um, Bicali uh, had reportedly met with a specialised marketing company from Germany now this is what I love about this it turns out that the specialised marketing company from Germany were a dummy company set up by Bucharest fans. <laughs> Bucharest fans. So they planned and organised and had official passes into the, the stadium to put down their kits. That is magnificent work.
1: There's a there's a real level of detail and, and background that has to go into that to be able to and make sure time. that it's, it's, I mean, it's like Bond
0: villain-esque. Yes. Well, I think if you're going to get one over in GG, then that's exactly... Exactly, the, the kind of mantra you've got, to, you've, you've got to come from
1: um, So I obviously, I mean, I know I'm better than van der Acker On almost every single level And I don't want to trump his sport integrity But if I could pro offer one of my own Go on um, Outside of the world of, of uh, world soccer um, It has to be for me uh, the, the arrest of the uh, Irish uh, Olympic director who has been allegedly caught up in some sort of uh, ticket-scamming fraud idea, and uh, the Brazilian police were at his hotel room, basically about to batter down the door, you know, with the riot gear and the shields and all that kind of stuff. Now, he's 71, right, so he's not, you know, we're not talking about Mike Tyson here. So anyway, so uh, (laughs) his response to this armed unit of, you know, riot squad officers was simply just the place... His Olympic, um, like lanyard and like, pack, like you know his photos, credentials, yeah, and just slide them under the door. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> so obviously they're not satisfied at this. They then break into the room where his wife is, and his wife says, "Oh, you know, he had to go back." To oh, Ireland. you've just missed him. Yeah, he's had to go back to Ireland for some, you know, for some family emergency. He Left last week and what have you. Until they then go into the room next door, where your man is trying to climb out the window naked uh, because of the fact he's obviously trying to get away from the coppers. So he's now got half his arse outside of the window balcony as obviously the right squad then haul him back and, and take him down to the take him down to the station for questioning. But I just love the it was almost Alan Partridge-esque idea of, you know, the credentials just sliding under the door. Going, that'll keep them at bay. There you you have it, lads.
0: See, if there's a country you don't want to get lifted in, I think Brazil would be pretty high on the... On the list, don't you? Yeah, I, I don't imagine the, 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 the,
1: the, the penal conditions will be you know, top notch.
0: <laughs> it's a daft thing to do, and it happens all the time. It happens at World Cups when guys get well, free tickets and then decide to, to flog them on. It's as if they won't be caught, and it, it's just ridiculous. Actually, because the Dynamo one was so good, I don't think it really co- uh, counts as sport and integrity, so I think that we'll award it to him. Uh, and I think he'll need the wee boost because I think he's in for a bit of of a tough time okay then that's pretty much it from us this week all that it means for me to do is to thank our executive producers in London Mr Mike Lee and Mr Paul Myers and to thank my guest this week Mr Cameron James Bell
1: David it's a pleasure as always my friend
0: thank you Cammy my name's David Edgar I've been your host and I'll talk to you again this time next week cheers bye so just a wee reminder to go to fanduel.co.uk and enter the 10k fan favourite, you could win a £1,000, which is not too shabby at all, uh, certainly would would buy you a couple of fish suppers at the cricket, a couple literally, um, fanduel.co.uk and use the promo code Rangers, pick your fantasy football team and you can win this weekend, not in May, when you've completely lost interest. So go ahead, see if you can beat me in Scott, I thoroughly doubt you will, um, well I hope not anyway because I could do with the money. Podcast Network.